0: Hosea 4.6 says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Jesus wants to prevent you from perishing for lack of knowledge. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for revelation, knowledge, for your wisdom. We thank you that you're telling us things to come and that you're telling us how to prepare for your return, how to live well here, to have everlasting life when we leave here, how to move in with you, how to be that person that can move right in with you because we know we have understanding because of you. We love you and praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. In your name we pray, amen. And so he wants us to know, Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Can you imagine that? We're perishing we're, we're not going to make it because we don't have the knowledge that we need. Jesus wants us to have knowledge. He doesn't want us to perish. And so we have to get understanding. And that comes from knowing him and looking at the word. You know, a big thing is the enemy. He is trying to keep us from having everlasting life. There is a fight for our soul. There is. The enemy hates God. And the only way he can get back at him is to try to convince us to follow him instead of God, to try to get us to perish. He knows the end of the book. He knows the word of God, maybe more than you do. And so he's sneaking, and the word says so that he, is, he, he dresses as an angel of light. And you know, the way he fools you the most is he comes in to your thinking, he's a thought. And he tries to imitate God or he tries to make you think that the thoughts you're thinking are your own. And so he is going to manipulate you with lies. If you let him, if you don't have the knowledge of knowing that that's his plot, that he can come in your thinking if you allow him to and actually take over and so Second Corinthians ten three, though we walk in the flesh, we're not carrying on warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. And so much as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings, and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, we lead every thought and purpose away so captive to the obedience of Christ. And so, what? what's being said here is, you know, not only does the enemy use our thoughts, but he uses other people. And our warfare is not against flesh and blood. It's not against those people that are coming against you and lying to you and, and saying, um, Bad things about you, making false accusations—it's the enemy. You have to know that, and our weapons of our warfare. So, therefore, they are not physical, but they are mighty before God for the over overthrow and destruction of strongholds. And so, you know, the enemy uses people to um, get a stronghold in your thinking. And so, the way to conquer that is to take captive every thought it It says, refute arguments and theories and reasonings in every proud thing that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. See that's why you have to know the Word of God and you have to know God and how much He loves you so that you can take captive those wrong thoughts and think God thoughts, and that's how you win. You know the enemy he he just he uses. People, he uses things that were said to you to really beat you up with in your mind, to try to get you to hate yourself and even kill yourself. He's going to try to take you out before you have understanding, even. He doesn't want you to have understanding, he wants you to perish for a lack of knowledge. And so he's going to be constantly saying things to you that aren't true and leading you astray, unless you get that knowledge, unless you come against him and resist what he's saying to you and follow after Jesus. You know, the first thing he does is tell you that Jesus is trying to take away from you or God isn't really real, and so he can start controlling you. He doesn't want you to know Jesus because if you know Jesus, obviously you're going to hang on to him because he's love and compassion, and he's going to teach you, and you're going to you're going to know the word, and you're going to see his love for you, and you're going to have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. You're not going to fall for those lies because when you when you seek after Jesus. His word abides in you. He abides in you. And so you have the weapon that you need to conquer. Without it, the enemy is just going to take over. He's just going to take over. And he's not going to quit. He's not going to quit. He's just going to keep harassing you and oppressing you. The word says that Jesus went around doing good. Acts 10.38, healing all who are asked and oppressed by the enemy. He's bringing this word to you today to teach you, to give you wisdom, the knowledge you need to be free of that oppression that the enemy is trying to put on you. So you have to have the word. Faith comes by hearing the word, by hearing Jesus, by looking at the word. It's going to straighten out your thinking and you're going to know for certain who, who's talking to you, if it's God or the enemy, or if it's yourself. And as I said in the beginning, He likes to, to pump you with these thoughts that, he, that if you don't know any better, He's going to make you think, oh, those are just my thoughts. Someone that doesn't know God thinks that, and they, they hurt themselves. People cut themselves. They abuse alcohol and food. The enemy is trying to take you out. So you never get to know Jesus. And you will perish, the word says, for a lack of knowledge. And so the thing that you need to do is get that knowledge. Hear the word. Get that knowledge. Resist him. When he says, cut yourself, don't cut yourself. When he says, eat that, eat all you want, don't eat all you want. Because eventually the food doesn't look like it's going to kill you, but the wrong food and too much of it will. And so he's going to try to get you to actually use food for comfort. Use alcohol or drugs or or anything that's good for you for comfort. And even things that aren't bad, he's going to try to get you to use that thing for comfort because then it's not only only the bad things are going to harm you, but even good things are going to be a God before God. And God is a jealous God. He loves you. And when you put Him first, He can do for you. But when you won't follow after Him, then He can't do anything for you. And that's what makes Him jealous. He loves you. He created you. He thinks about you all the time. And if you're serving the enemy rather than him, he can't do anything and that makes him jealous and angry. As I said, he's in love with you. And so to take captive every thought, every thought that you think, you decide, is it a good thought, is it Jesus? Look to the word, examine those thoughts. Or is it the enemy? Jesus isn't going to tell you to cut yourself. He's not going to tell you to drink alcohol, which is poison to your body. He's not going to tell you to do drugs. He's not going to tell you to eat to feel better. He's not going to tell you that. He's going to tell you to come to him. Come to me, are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's not going to tell you to kill yourself. Because he has a good plan for you right here on the earth. He has something to, for you to do for him that will not only meet your needs, but it's your happiness, your peace, your joy, your contentment. What he has for you to do, you're going to love doing that. So even that, Satan's going to try to keep from you. He doesn't want you to enjoy your life. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, have it to the full, until it overflows. The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. John ten ten, and so what Jesus wants to give you, the enemy wants to take from you, and he does that with a lie, a lie that he presents to you and twists it around, it twists the word around even to try to make you think it's God, that it's right, it's good. He tries to control you with a lie, and he uses the Word of God and tries to twist it in a way that's good for him, where he can control you. So anything that you're dealing with, anything that you feel addicted to or have anxiety about or feel oppressed and harassed with is the enemy trying to control you. He hates you. Because you're God's. He has no compassion for you. None whatsoever. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. Anything the enemy is controlling you with, he's using to steal you away from God. Any addiction, any, anything, any vice. Some of you are suffering with eating disorders. And it's the enemy Controlling you. And you think it's you. You think you have the problem. Maybe something was said to you and you believe that lie. And so the enemy keeps resurfacing it. And the only way you can deal with it is to drink, to do drugs. Maybe to stop eating. Maybe you're throwing your food up And that's killing you. All those things are killing you. But I want to tell you, you can stop. The enemy doesn't have control over you unless you let him. I used to eat too much to feel better. And one day God said to me, Why are you hurting yourself? I didn't realize that's what I was doing. I didn't realize I was listening to the enemy tell me I was a bad person And I wasn't good enough. And I had things said to me in my childhood that always made me feel like I couldn't measure up. And so in my own strength, trying to be perfect and look perfect brought me to the place where I was just really always hurting myself and not accepting the beauty that God put in me. And so, I want to teach you today by experience. If the enemy is getting you to throw up your food, you can stop. You can stop listening to him and say, No, I'm not going to do that. If he's gotten you to stop eating, you can say, I'm going to eat healthy. Well, maybe you're thinking, Well, it's my desire to be thin. You can be thin by eating healthy. You can eat what God created for you to eat. Eating fruits and vegetables are going to make you very, very healthy. Going to God and letting Him, letting Him direct your path will make you healthy. He'll tell you what to eat and what not to eat. Even, you know, fasting is good. It is good if it's directed by Him. And it'll bring you closer to where you can hear Him. You know, one of the reasons the enemy tries to get you to overeat and get stuck on maybe throwing up your food and um, not eating, trying to be somebody you're not, is because it's a distraction from God, from what He wants to do in your life, from that blessing that He wants you to have. And so, to go to God and ask Him, ask Him to help you, starts by asking Him to come and live on the inside of you. And live on the inside of you so you can hear him and feel him and know that love that he has for you. And then he said he would direct your path. And the, the only thing that you have to do is heed his voice. And heeding his voice is taking the word of God and making it your lifestyle. Do what he tells you to do, because that's the only way you're going to have true happiness. Jesus said, I'm telling you all these things so that my joy may be in you. The enemy doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to have peace, joy, and contentment. He doesn't want you to be doing the thing God created you to do, so you don't have to work at a job that you hate. He doesn't want you to know it's him telling you to hurt yourself, And the enemy, and Jesus, he doesn't want you to believe that lie that you were told. Maybe somebody in your life told you you weren't good enough, you didn't measure up. Maybe they didn't say it with their words. Maybe they said it with their actions. And God wants you to stop that tape. Stop letting that play over and over in your mind. Because as a man thinks, so is he. So instead of thinking that, you got to think the word. Jesus loves you. He gave his life for you. You're valuable. God created you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. He's in love with you. He gave his son for you so that you could have a good life and have eternal life, so that his spirit could come and live on the inside of you and be with you all the time. So all you really have to do is tune into him. Get on the floor and put on some worship music. Sing to him. Cry out to him. Tell him your pain. And he'll show up. You'll hear him and you'll see him. Ask him to come and live on the inside of you if you never have. And he will. He can't wait for you to ask him. And say you already did, but you've gone astray. You didn't know. Just recommit to him. And say, Jesus, help me. I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll su- I submit to you. Submitting to him is your happiness. If you don't submit to him, you can be a Christian and still be miserable because you're letting the enemy control you. And he controls you with things like fear and wanting things more than God. And God's going to give you Everything. He wants you to put him first so he can take care of you. He's in love with you. He's in love with you. There was a time where I was throwing up and I stopped because his power in me helped me to stop. And I was doing it because I was trying to be perfect, what I thought people wanted me to be. And then he started teaching me how to eat. When you listen to the enemy, you're going to hear yourself, what seems like yourself. You're going to hear him say, as you saying, I hate myself. I can't do anything right. And all kinds of other things that you've maybe heard somewhere in your life people say. And you're going to be saying those bad things to you, to yourself. And that proves you're listening to the enemy if you hear anything negative in your head, it's the enemy and the word of God says to bind him. You have power and authority over him to tell him to stop. Matthew 18:18. 18, 18. Matthew 18:18. 18, 18. Truly I tell you, Whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on the earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare it proper and unlawful on the earth is what is already permitted in heaven. So you have authority over him. You're his boss. He's not yours. So you tell him, no, I'm not throwing up anymore. No, I don't hate myself. No, I don't have to work at a job that I hate. Jesus has something for me to do. I don't have to be unhappy. I don't have to believe that lie that was told to me. God loves me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He's in love with me, or he would have never gave his son. And I believe that he has good for me because he said so. He said, I came that you may have life the full. Until it overflows. And I'm going to believe that. I'm not going to believe that lie. You got to take control of what you're thinking. You can't think any old thing. Because if you are, then you're thinking the enemy's thoughts and then he can control you. But if you submit to God, if you give him reverence, even reverence enough to say what he said about you, to look at the word and say what he says instead of the word, the enemy's going to flee because he can't fool you anymore. When you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. When you have knowledge, when you have understanding, he can't control you anymore. You got to know what's going on so you can stop it. Jesus came to heal all who were oppressed. Jesus went around to do good. He, he was healing people, especially those who were harassed and oppressed by the enemy. Wonder why he said that? Why does it say that? Especially those, because it's torment that he doesn't want you to have. It's torment. Stop letting him torment you. Hang around people that encourage you and build you up. Hang out with believers who will love you and teach you. He's in love with you. Stop thinking those wrong thoughts. Start right there. Stop thinking those wrong, negative, oppressive, tormenting thoughts. Because that's really the enemy taking you to hell. Even before you get there. You're going to be living in hell on earth. Just like you can live in heaven on the earth, you're going to be living in hell on the earth if you listen to him. If you get up every day and listen to him. Take captive your thoughts. Take captive your thoughts and make them like Jesus' thoughts. Let me pray for you. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are teaching us, that you want us to have knowledge, that you are keeping us from perishing by giving us that thing that we need to know, and that is we need to resist those thoughts that the enemy is trying to put in our head. Those thoughts, we are to resist, to take captive, and to change our thinking to be as yours. You are good, and we trust you, and we rely on you, and we refuse to listen to the enemy. We refuse him, and we accept you. We will not perish for lack of knowledge. We will go to your word and we will get knowledge. We will get understanding. And we will follow after you. We will follow after you. You are our king, not him. You love us. You love how we look. You love who we are. For we were made in your likeness. And we will not listen to the enemy Condemn us. We won't listen to those wrong thoughts. We're going to take captive our thoughts and think your thoughts. Thank you for helping us. We love you and we praise you and give you all the glory. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, let's pray. Let's pray that right now, Jesus. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God, be our counselor. Teach us your way. We are going to submit to your voice. Teach us. Thank you that we can hear you. Thank you for your strength, your power to overcome. We're not going to go back to our old life and be lazy, and not hear your word, and be overtaken by evil, and unprepared for your return. But we're going to get up every day and look at your word, think your word, talk your word, on purpose. We're going to think your word, speak your word, on purpose, and do your word. We're following after you. We love you and praise you, Jesus. Thank you for coming and living on the inside of us I'll give you all the glory. So that's what you need to do. Get up every day. Get on your knees. Look at the Word of God. If you don't have a Bible, I'm sure you have a phone or a computer. You can go to BibleGateway.com. And you can start, start in the New Testament because that is our new covenant. And that is Jesus talking to you. Just start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just start there. And that is Jesus teaching you who he is. And promising you what is available to you. He said he came that we could have life, have it to the full. So receive that. And then worship him and find a good church to go to. And when you go to a church, you got to be careful because we were even just reading on how he comes, the enemy comes as an angel of light in 2 Corinthians 11 13. Um, Jesus teaches us how the enemy uses men. For such men are apostles. For such men are false apostles. Deceitful workmen masquerading as apostles, special messengers of Christ. And it's no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. So it's not surprising if his servants also masquerade as ministers of righteousness. But their end will correspond with their deeds. And so when you go to a church, be careful. It might be somebody who is being controlled by the enemy that is standing behind the pulpit. The Bible says you can know them by their fruit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, Jesus living on the inside of you, then you're going to know the truth because what you're reading in the Word isn't going to match up with, that per, with what that person is saying or representing uh, or how the church is conducted. A lot of people just are making a living off of being a pastor. So you have to be careful. Ask Jesus to help you to know where to go to church. So thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.